Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast dedicated to chatting about stuff that matters, real talk and lols. I'm your host, Val Crawford. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, we recently celebrated a special milestone, the SLC. We turned three. Uh, The first episode was released on the 13th of October, 2018. And I just literally thought I was going to start doing a little interview project. I did have big ideas, big dreams. Looking back, I did set it up like a brand. Um, I was kind of in this little trance doing it and yeah, a really special thing was created. So thank you so much for your support, for listening, for being a very important part of the Self Love Club. Your thousands of messages, everything, it's been so appreciated and just completely blown me away. Now that day also happens to be coincidentally a very special person in my life's birthday. My granny Margaret Crawford, who I was very close with, she has passed away, but she was honestly the best. Her and my papa, who I look like their daughter, I was like literally look like them. Um, she was a strong wahine who taught me a lot of girl boss things to not take crap, but to be kind and caring, which certainly did backfire a bit when I would use it on her, like hiding under a table, refusing to wear the fancy smocked frock and patent leather shoes, which were pretty cool to be fair that she wanted me to wear, uh, but she couldn't catch me. Or the time as well that I climbed up a massive slide tower at the park and I wouldn't come down, even when she told me she would buy me anything. Uh, nope, I cannot be bride. Strong-willed girl will stick to her guns even when I'm very afraid of heights. Right now, I'm living in the city where they live, so a lot of beautiful, special memories, and I just wish I could visit them. It would be so nice to have a drink. They love to party, a little fancy soiree. And I guess their belief in me is a big reason and a big part of why I don't give up. And I may battle with self-doubt like we all do at times, but I know I can do it and I know I'm being looked after. You can check out the full post of my Belle Crawford Instagram. One more quick thing before we get into today's episode, which I know you're going to love. We have a very special guest. We were a finalist for Best Entertainment Podcast at the New Zealand Radio Awards this year, which was really, really awesome. And I believe we're up for two awards at the New Zealand Podcast Awards. And you can vote for us for People's Choice. Find the link in our Self Love Club podcast Instagram bio. It's super easy. You just submit it. And that will be so appreciated. Thank you so much for your ongoing support. On the show, we're joined by Lola Berry. Lola was first on the Self Love Club when we were a fresh baby podcast and it's fitting she's back three years on from when we first met and recorded in Melbourne. Lola is an Aussie author, TV presenter, podcaster, actor and businesswoman and is releasing her 11th book. We chat about chasing your dreams, facing your fears, getting back up after setbacks, societal pressures put on women, especially around our fertility and decisions on if or when we want to have children. I find Lola very inspiring when I'm needing a push to get out of my own head and way, so I'm stoked to be able to share this to help you too. Let's get into it. Lola Berry, LB, welcome back to the Self Love Club. It's the nicest thing to be coming back here because I feel like it's coming home. Is this, a, is this our 
third interview. Yeah, this is our third chat. We've just gone three years on the podcast now and I always appreciated so much how supportive you were this little thing I started and you were just so supportive and like yeah come on which blew me away I was like this is awesome yeah we had so much fun I still remember admiring you just bought brand new slides I think they were pink slides from Adidas or something and I was like I copied you and I've literally got pink ones oh yeah I copied you oh no that's (laughs) I influenced you that's okay you've influenced me plenty of times yeah (laughs) we'll help each other out so what's the latest with LB it's been a while I watch you from afar I admire what you're up to you're a busy wee gal what's going on a busy wee gal I love it (laughs) um well as we speak I am on day two of my hotel quarantine in Australia So I've been in Los Angeles for the last four and a half months, the city of dreams, chasing dreams. And I achieved a lot of dreams. Like I activated my green card. So I'm officially a permanent American resident, which has been a dream for so, I reckon for like 15 years and I just never had the guts to go for it. So it feels Mm. nice to have finally achieved that. And then, um, yeah, now I'm here about to bring a book out. So it's exciting. It's yeah. really exciting. Well, talk about all the things soon. I remember when we first met in person and you were telling me behind the scenes that, oh, you know, this is my dream. This is what I want to do. And so, you know, you have been hustling this dream of launching your career in America for such a long time. And so tell us a bit about that because, you know, that's a hard thing to get a green card. So, and I know that, especially in these times, people are traveling around a bit people are a bit critical of things. So I know that must have been pretty tricky as well. We'll talk about all the things. <laughs> totally. I'm getting, I get a lot of hate. I'll be really honest. I'll like literally get, like even I'm in quarantine now and I put on my Insta, just did 10,000 steps. And someone was like, actually not someone, like multiple who were like, how? How did you do 10,000? And I'm like, I hired a treadmill. That's not illegal. Like it's just, it's mm. so funny I get a lot of backlash. I got heaps of backlash when I got vaccinated in America as well. Speaking of the backlash on getting vaxxed, I remember witnessing when that was happening to you. And then since then, because obviously in America, people were getting vaccinated before us. And then now people that you and I know that I've had on this podcast, you know, Olivia, um, Tully, even people like Abby Chatfield, they're getting heaps of hate. I posted that I got vaccinated because, hello, I believe in science. And that doesn't mean I'm judging other people. And I had nasty anti-vaxxers messaging me similar to you about the oh good luck having babies and someone even said something like I don't even want to I almost don't want to repeat it because I'm so worried about triggering anybody else that they hope my babies were deformed and that was I mean strangely it didn't upset me but what the hell that's so cooked hey yeah no no there's some nasty pasties I think like I got um I got congratulations you've just injected a dead fetus into your arm um someone else like because I filmed mine in America, you're allowed to film and take it in to your clinic where you get it done. And someone was like, oh my God, the needle has just lodged itself in your arm. Now you're magnetic. And I was like, look, it was just funny. Yeah. I was by, I had a therapist and I still have a therapist, which I know you and I have talked about before, but um, I kept him the whole way through. I was away while I was away in America and I've just had him right before our chat today, actually. And yeah, that was a game changer for me because he was able to help me have perspective while I was going through that and while I was getting a little bit of hate because I was technically alone on the other side of the world. My boyfriend's still in Byron Bay. So I feel like you and I right now, we're just living through history, dude. Like, mm. I just think you got to roll with the weird punches and whatnot. I mean, I get that everyone's got an opinion and 
I'll like I know when I was studying nutritional medicine at uni, like I was pretty anti necessarily vaccines, but a lot of pharmaceutical meds. And then I, by the time I graduated, I'd realized that the two can work synergistically together. You can have your orthodox medicine and then support it with beautiful, holistic, natural remedies. And there is harmony there. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I just think horses for courses, each their own. Yeah, I definitely ruffled a few feathers. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think as I've gone along doing this podcast, I've learned in time and I need a therapist to be able to do my work. And I don't always get the huge level of hate, but just sort of some things. It's interesting because people's perception and what they expect you to be like for example you they're probably thinking oh she's a yogi you know she's into nature and you know she's all about health and stuff and so their perception they're putting on you is that oh but she believes in vaccines so it's almost like people project and I'm finding it with me now when I'm mixing things up or trying new things or growing as a person or growing my brand people almost don't like that and they they send you hate, which it's sometimes I find a bit hard. So what do you think about that? I think tall poppy syndrome is very real. And I think you guys would have it in New Zealand as well. Oh, it's big yeah. in Australia. Doesn't exist in America. Doesn't exist at all. And <sighs> I love Australia and I love being Australian. But I don't love like when I get a win or when I get success being like downtrodden and, and, and like spoken down to and like just the hate. I was like, I remember when I was talking to camera about getting the vaccine, people were like, who who does your Botox? You looks like you've had fresh, fresh Botox. And I was like, it's called a filter, guys, number one. <laughs> I have a hot filter on. Yeah. This is not how I normally look. But also like, how is that your business? Like, yeah. I don't know, I just find it all really like, it's just like really at you. Like you wouldn't talk to your friend like that. You wouldn't just be like, even like for my birthday, I went down to Rodeo Drive and I got these sick fucking sunnies. And everyone's like, what's the style number? Where did you get them? What's this? But you wouldn't talk to a friend like that. Mm. You'd be like, hey, I love your sunnies. Can I ask where you got them? I love them. But no, there's this like, it's just this really direct mm. and it's, it, it almost feels cutting, even though I think it's just like shorthand and we're trying to do things quickly. It does feel a little bit abrupt and abrasive. And I just, yeah, when I was in America, I feel like, there is a reason they call it the land of opportunity because people like, oh my God, how cool you're studying acting. I studied acting full time when I was there. How cool you're studying acting. Oh, I think you'd be great for this role. I think you'd be good at this. In Australia, they're like, oh, but you're not an actor. Why are you doing that? It's it's like the opposite energy. And I just, I really want to bring some of that optimism back because I love Australia and I love being Australian. I also love New Zealand PS, I really do. (laughs) I love Queenstown. There's a health retreat there I'm obsessed with. Yeah, I just want to bring that optimism and hope back. That's my little Mm. mantra for myself. Yeah, I love that. I'm the same, but then at times, how do you keep doing it when I think at the moment everyone's, things are full on, everyone's losing their toys a bit. I've noticed, and I know a lot of people who work in this space have noticed it as well. People are directing hate. It's an interesting time. Everyone's having such a rough time. And do you ever feel like you don't want to be in this space in terms of on social media? Because I obviously love it and I create content and I want to put it out there. But there's parts of social media that I feel like we're turning into a bad episode of Black Mirror, you know, like, oh, it's really full <laughs> on. It scares me. And, I, I, and I'm like, calm down, Belle. Stop overthinking it. This is an app. You're allowed to share stuff. But 
I just see how people are acting and it just worries me. I know it sounds really overthinkery, but how do you keep being in this space when you are surrounded by, I guess, a lot of fakeness and hate? And that's not looking down on anybody for what they do in social media. It's just I struggle with it sometimes. And and so I kind of now pop in and out with, oh, here's this cool thing I made or, you know, here's this book I like reading and I just find it a bit much otherwise. I totally get what you're saying, but this is going to sound really weird and maybe a bit polarising. I just call out the BS. Like I'll tell people like I've got a few trolls that I just have unrestricted and every now and then they'll still try and write to me even though I've never responded and I'll sometimes look at them and I'm like, whoa, that's crazy to write that, like people wishing you would die and shame on you. I, like I've been told, like, go back to DJing, you drug pig. Like there is cra- crazy, crazy stuff that people write. But for me, like I just call out crap and I had to do that a lot with the vaccine. Like I was like, hey, if you don't if you don't like that I got it, just unfollow me, no probs. And I don't have an issue with that, but don't be a dick. And so I, I just think call it out. That'd be because I love it. I love social media. I mm. love the medium. I love that we get to touch people and help people. I love that um, I get inspired by it. Like I'm following my favorite Harry Styles pages at the moment because <laughs> I just think he's amazing. Uh, and I just love that he's like the sex icon for so many people. It oh, makes yeah. me so happy. I love Harry and, Styles. He's the best. <laughs> yeah. And he's just so confident within who he is as a human being. And I and there's no label. And I just love that. And I love that about LA as well. Like you go into an acting class and it's like, what are your pronouns straight away, straight off the bat? A lot of people, there is a way more gender fluidity and it's just like, we love you for you, not for your sexual preference or your gender. It's so cool. I, I, I mean, I love it. Yeah. I just love that. Uh, like this is called the self-love, the self-love club. I just think, you know, I love that acceptance of human beings no matter who they are or where they're from you know yeah no totally I totally agree with you I think sometimes and maybe just lately I've been finding that a bit hard to be in that space but that's just being human and and you know having a bit of hate thrown at you but you can't let it stop you I totally agree on that what would be some tips and things you've learned to do to deal with that tall poppy because it is something we all experience you know recently it's been Mental Health Awareness Week in New Zealand and I think those and like Are You Okay Day in Australia and I'm all for those things they're incredible but a lot of what I spot in this work is that we need to be nicer to everyone every day you know with tall poppy internalized misogyny there's so many things going on that you know it makes it really tricky to I guess love yourself in a world that doesn't want you to so what would you suggest and what have what's helped you to keep going and, and despite all that stuff? Great question. And I know that you know this is my favourite topic, but I just love having a therapist. I'm so pro it. I think it is a superpower. Like, And I think if you want to succeed, you need a way to process the hard stuff fast and be okay with like, because you'll know it. I know you, I totally know you're like this, but you get a little gut feeling about things or, and often we ignore it because we want to give benefit of the doubt or we like to people please. We don't like saying no. And I just think like, if you've got somebody that is going to give you hold space for you with a non-biased opinion that's powerful and you can be like hey I felt funky about this thing and like I even said to my therapist I was like oh I was really torn to come back to Australia because I love it and I want to see the book thrive but I just started building traction in America and I was like I feel torn and he's like Lola you've always said you're coming back to promote the book you've always want to do that he's like you're doing the right thing you get to go back after the book and you're going to do Chrissy with your fam it's the perfect plan but I just needed someone to give me that feedback and confirmation 
without me being like a mm. guinea pig on a treadmill in my head. Yeah, that's really good advice. Therapy. Yeah, I therapy, agree. Therapy, therapy. Talk us through your uh, new book because, I mean, hello, you've only written like 10 and then this is, is this the 11th? <laughs> yeah. Well I really done. wanted you to have a copy. I really wanted you to have a copy before this podcast, but I haven't even seen a real copy oh, yet. I don't I'm... think we get them for like another week. No, you're, but you're good. on the list. Thank you. I'm going to get sent it straight away. Oh, thank you so much. I would totally buy this. It's so amazing. So talk us through the book, Fearlessly Failing, which is also the name of your podcast, Overcoming yep. Fear, Failure and Heartbreak to Find Your Happy. Oh, sign us up. Where do we <laughs> tell us about it? I was just seeing, first of all, I got to get you on my pod, mate. So next time you're Australia bound, you let me know and we'll we'll hook that up. But yeah, the idea behind the book is I have been studying acting for four years. I'll be coming into my fourth year straight now. And it scared me, like this thought of being in my mid-30s and being like, fuck, like a career change. What? This is petrifying to me. And and people still know me as like, well, the nutritionist, that's totally fine. I mean, that's my expertise. That's what I've got a degree in. And I love nutrition and love that part of me. But I also love doing shit that scares me and acting scares me so much and it makes me grow and it stretches me and I love TV presenting. So they're my two, like right now, if you said, well, what, who are you and what, what do you do? I'd say, Hey, I'm Lola Berry. I'm an actor and TV presenter verbatim. And, and it's been so nice with this book because it is like reaffirm taking the risk to chase your dream, no matter what your age, no matter where you are. I talk about like going through heartbreak, walking away from stuff that doesn't serve you. I know you and I have talked about that, mm. on the, especially on the second ep we did together. There is so many cool stuff. There's a whole chapter on human behaviour, which is shoveling an acting school. And it's just a book that should be like a little navigational tool to help you chase your passion, or we've talked about this before as well, dharma, your purpose, and to do it unapologetically. And I just think it's so rare that people truly get to go after that thing and and achieve it. And I just wanted to know what that matrix was that mm. kind of like all successful people have, which is why the podcast started to exist. And this book, it, the, the goal of it is to inspire and help people chase that passion and chase that dream no matter what. Yeah, I love it. I cannot wait to get stuck into this. I'm so proud of you. You're incredible pumping out more oh, while you're doing everything, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, I really admire that. Is it a process where you sit down for a long time? How do you do it and while you're doing everything else? Uh, usually I always say to people, when you sign a book contract to holding in your hands, it's usually a 12-month process. This will be a little bit longer. Thank you, COVID. Uh, <laughs> it was nearly going to be even longer and pushed out till March, but I really wanted to bring it out this year because next year I'll be in America. America so much. Yeah, the process is usually you pitch an idea. The publisher in this case came to me. I had no intention of writing at all. And I was very much focused on America and getting over there and not having it much in Australia happening. And my publisher was like, look, I think there's a book here. And I was like, I don't want to write another nutrition book. I've written 10. I'm not interested in writing more recipe books. She said, no, I think it needs to be more memoir, personal development. And that's where the concept came to us. Uh, and then I wrote it all, well, 80% of it in lockdown in Torquay, just out of Melbourne last year in lockdown. And then all the finishing touches were done in Byron Bay, 
with a lot of gin martinis. It was stressful towards the end. I'd have a gin martini at five o'clock every day. I'd be like, boss, it's martini time. And I'd get my boyfriend to make me a martini. <laughs> Big process. But yeah, all written all along the surf coast of Victoria and then Byron yeah. Bay. Well done, mate. I'm so proud of you. It's awesome. And talk to us about chasing your dreams because that is something I always really admire in you. You're very inspiring because, yeah, you're right. There are these pressures we put on ourselves, societal norms that, no, you're in your 30s. Like, what do you mean you're going to go do this? And, and people do like to put you in a box, but we've just got to keep doing the thing anyway. I feel like, we, yeah, we put pressures on ourselves, other people. I know it in myself. You know, there's so many things I still want to do. And there's time, but you think, oh, you know, I'm 30-something and, and time is ticking and, you know, time's running out, but it really isn't. So talk to us about chasing your dreams and especially, I mean, this dream you've had of America, uh, that's a big one to to do, you know? Yeah, I love this question. So right up until I went to America and all last year I was petrified of my age because I, right now as we do this podcast, I've just turned 36. I... Don't know if I want kids or not, but I don't, I know that I don't want to lose that option just yet. And so last year when I was 35, I really worked on it with my therapist and I was like, should I freeze my eggs? Like, what should I do? And he, I said, something doesn't feel like that's my, I don't know that I want to do that for some reason. I just didn't feel right for me. I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be in Australia. So it feels weird to do it and then have them here and then be a citizen somewhere else. Like I was just like, it just, he said, if you don't feel like you need to, you know, you don't have to. That's other people telling you to. And I was like, yeah. And I did, I had a deal with my boyfriend, the boss. We just, at 35, we sat down and we both said, we're not ready for kids yet. And we just said every two years, let's revisit this. And we both agreed that we were okay with the risk um, of not being able to conceive as we both age or mainly as I age because it's got a lot more to do with my eggs. And um, we said we're okay with if, you know, we get to say 39 or 41 and be like, all right, let's try for a kiddo and it doesn't work out. We have both said we'll become amazing um, animal parents. We have no problem with that. So we have weighed up our options. And, yeah, we have this two-year check-in rule, which has been really nice because it's also allowed us the freedom to spread our wings and chase our dreams. And that's really important to both of us. And I think that comes from a really open conversation with your partner or you know, the people closest to you. My mum has been hugely supportive with it as, as well. She's a nurse and she goes, talk to me at 40 if you're that worried. And she's like, also, I want you to know, and she said this to me when I was in LA, she said, I want you to know there is no expectation on you to give us grandkids at all. And I just Aww. thought, how cool to just be like, gosh, she's like, I want you to chase the dream. I want you to go after the big dream. That's all that matters. And I was like, you're amazing, mum. And as is my dad, but she really sat me down and kind of like had a chat. So when I got to America, there is nobody gives an F about your age. It's never brought up. It's never oh, you need to go after this thing now because you're not going to be cast in, like in Australia, you get told as a female actress after 37, you're only cast as a mum. In America, I've been cast as everything, as like CEOs of companies, as like the funny best friend, as like an agent, like you get cast as everything. There is no limitations on your age. Uh, there is no limitation on your gender. I've played roles that are male and I've just played it as a female. Like in Australia, that wouldn't happen so much. And so... I just think you've got to march to the beat of your own drum. I think the society expectation thing is stronger in Australia. I'm presuming so in New Zealand oh, yeah. potentially as well. Mm. Yeah, and in America it's not. It's like literally if you said 
hey, my name's Belle, I've got a podcast, I work in radio, this is, the, this is what I'm working on right now. People be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Where can I listen to your podcast? Like, they'll want to listen to it. They'll want to support you. They'll never be like, but why haven't you had kids? Still to come on the show, we continue chatting about the societal pressures and judgment that's placed on us as women, getting out of our own way and making your dreams happen, self-care and a stack of advice that will leave you feeling hashtag inspired. But first, we're an independent podcast and there are some easy ways you can support us so we can keep making free content for you. Make sure you hit follow on your podcast app so you're subscribed. Select automatic downloads on Apple Podcasts. If you're enjoying listening, please leave us a five-star rating and write us a glowing review. Find us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast on Instagram to keep up with our content, including videos from episodes, self-love notes, and cute little reminders and funny spicy memes of course and funny videos show us where you're listening or take a screenshot of your podcast app post it on your instagram story and tag us so we can see and share let's get back into the rest of our episode with lola berry thank you for being so honest around that because i know it's something that is a sensitive topic and it is your choice and and we should all be listening and understanding of what anybody else wants I've read some really good books about this um, and I've shared those one called Olive where this where this woman's not sure if she wants to have children it's a it's not a real story but it's really really good if anyone wants to read that but you're right I mean earlier this year I'm 32 and I've I'm oh my god I've got some stuff to tell you and I've got something really cute <laughs> I'm still wearing that you I wore I wore it today that you oh. gave me this little bracelet anyway we'll get into that soon but earlier this year and I've spoken about this a lot in my work you get to a point where I was 32 earlier this year and you meet people through your friends or whatever and even people our own age they're trying to put you in a box so like so you do you have a boyfriend no do you have children yet and you just like you know and you're getting better as you get older of how to say it in a polite but also quite a straight up way because it's very rude and they're looking at you panicked like but you don't have children yet yeah but I have this career and I have all these other things and and honestly I understand it so much which is helpful for my work and everything and, and being empathetic to others but you're right in my brain I'm like no I still feel like I'm 20 something and there's so much time and you know people do have children in their late 30s even at 40 you know don't freak everybody else out it's just yeah it's quite weird really isn't it in america most people have kids at like 43 44 they're holding out they like they just want to chase their career it's super common Mm. it's really common early 40s to be that's when you're deciding to Mm. have a kid yeah yeah yeah. just to give you perspective you know what i mean like i just think don't don't ever feel like you need to fit into anybody like people listening don't ever feel like you need to fit into anybody's rule book and if you want kids have kids if you don't know if you want kids you don't have to know right now and Mm. that's okay yeah I love that that's such good advice one of my favorite things about something you've said to me previously and I wanted to bring it up again in case people I mean you should go back and listen to those episodes even though I'll probably be a bit like oh god I could have done better there you know growth and all that but you know your statement that real is rare I really love that and I love that conversation we had so talk us through your real is rare idea you know when you meet someone and you can just feel it like they've got this spark in their heart it's rare it's rare but you'll feel it when you meet people and you're just like oh gee that feels so good to be around that's the real spark like that's what makes someone magic that's what makes 
life amazing. I don't know. I just, I think for me, I always think of this spark and I interviewed someone right before I left LA. I remember I went to see him at a stand-up comedy show and all these other comedians are gone before him. And I'd felt anxious the entire show. I was like, oh my God, they, they'll keep picking on the audience. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to pick on me. They're going to hear my accent. Oh my God. And they're just really like super direct. I thought I was in New York, right? Super abrupt, super direct. And I was like, oh, oh, and I was really uncomfortable. And then this final comedian got up and I was like, oh, I feel really safe right now. And he had this beautiful combination of vulnerability, but like standing in the power of that vulnerability. And it's that real is rare piece. It's the exact same kind of like combination. And he did ask me to speak. Like he did point at me and be like, hey, I had to help him with a bit. You know, they're like, hey, tell me what your favorite Disney princess is. And I was like, Cinderella. And then then he like made the joke about it. I was blown away by how safe I felt in that environment. And I think it comes down to that real is rare. And he's a really big actor in America. And I DM'd him and wrote to him and I was like, hey, can I interview you on my podcast? I was so ready to him to say no. Like so many Home and Away stars and Neighbours stars in Australia have just verbatim said no. No, I can't come on. No, nah. oh, Channel 7 won't approve that. Like they haven't even bothered to send it to Channel 7. They just said it straight away. No. And he is like so much bigger. He's on like the next show of Sons of Anarchy, like massive, massive actor. And he goes, yeah, I'd love to do your podcast. I love Aussies. Came over to my house, recorded it. No filter, so honest, so real. And I just was like, that's what makes you a star. That's what makes things like that's the magic to you. You're sharing your innate essence with the world. And I think that's really special. Mm. And I remember you talking about how there's a lot of, and it's not from looking down on people and thinking, you know, real and fake, but there are a lot of fake people out there who don't want you to do well. And, you know, you said that to me way back then. And then now as I've gone on in my time and things have grown with what I do, I feel it so much, you know, it's almost, I still have to work on it with my therapist because it's sort of like, you know, you put this good thing out there and then people don't want you to do well. And you're like, but I'm putting something good out there. I'm trying to help people. Why wouldn't you like me? Which again is people pleasing stuff, which I work on. But it's, you know, there are a lot of people out there who don't want you to do well. When you do things, you launch stuff and I'm kind of past that. But, you know, you notice the friends that don't support you and that's okay. Everyone's got their own stuff going on, but people that tell you you shouldn't be doing things or unfollow you because you're, you know, being true to yourself or whatever. There's a lot of fakeness out there and you've just got to keep going, even though it's really hard sometimes. They'll fall to the wayside and they will in their own careers too. I call them dingoes, fake dingoes. I'm pretty sure I called them that on your show too. Um, when I was in LA, someone wrote to me, hadn't written to me this whole time. I thought they were a friend and they were like, how dare you use so much plastic? And I was like, excuse me? I just got back from the supermarket. There's an amazing supermarket in America called Trader Joe's. Oh my God, amazing, <laughs> amazing. But everything's plastic, covered in plastic. And often it's like a COVID prevention thing. And um, it is a lot of plastic, but also like the COVID situation in America was so much more dire than both New Zealand and Australia. And so I think they were just doing whatever they can to prevent the spread. This person, like I said, I thought they were my mate. They're like, it's so shocking that you're using so much plastic right now. I was like, you know what's shocking? 650,000 people dead in America. 40 million people getting COVID. I'm like, that's to me, that's shocking. I get what you're saying right now, but you need to understand like where I'm living. It is so real. People I knew were like, yeah, my best friend died. Yeah, my mum died. It feels so much more visceral and you feel so much more connected to it. I was like, sorry to hear you. I think I said, sorry, you think it's shocking. I don't think it's shocking at all. Like, and I called it 
called it out oh. straight away. I was like, I get that it's a difference. But yeah, I let, then I just like let it go because that's not my real friend, number one. But also I don't like people that try and they're looking to call you out. It's like, mm. I wouldn't do that to them. I like, so I just think, uh, dingo, bye. Yeah. Without the sounding, I guess, this is a Australian and New Zealand, like we, you know, we keep ourselves small and we don't want to sound like a love me. I know Australians say that. So I've heard some say that, you know, you want to stay humble and everything. But have you noticed as things in your career grew for you, that people, and when you're a real person, like your bullshit radar goes off a mile off. And that doesn't mean that we're not nice people and everything, but I get such a vibe and, and you know, I can spot it now and I'm making some changes to things where people are just trying to use you and what you've created to better their own thing. And then when they, I guess when they realise that you're real, and even if you don't say anything, you don't even reply, you notice they've unfollowed you or they don't say, oh my God, babe, I love your work. I love your work so much that all of a sudden they're gone. Um, And so, I don't know, again, that sounds like I do overthink things a bit, but I think it's really interesting. And I guess I'm still working on that in therapy, how, yeah, people want something that's real, but then when they get there, they almost like, they can't handle you. And then, and then sometimes we will take that on as, well, did I do something wrong? And and usually it's like, no, just like, that's their shit. But I've just had it a lot, I guess, as things have gotten bigger, which I'm sure you would have experienced through your work. A friend of mine has a great saying, if they don't like someone, they say, ah, they're fakers press on nails. (laughs) And I love it. Like, I just think, let the fake people go. Let the naysayers go. Um, They're not going to serve you. And there are people that I call takey dingoes. Like, they'll take, take, take as much as they can from you. And I just think you've got to, like, be able to see that, call it out and step away from it and it can be really hard I mean we haven't touched on this topic I talk about it in the book it's you know narcissism can be a really hard one because you think oh this person is amazing they want to be friends with me and next minute they're making you feel horrible and blaming that feeling on you and it's just like you're getting you're getting gaslit and that's a very real thing but I think we have to go through those experiences to learn and skill up and wise up and that's probably why you're noticing a little eat a little bit at the moment just because you're learning that you're learning to call that bs out and trust me i've had to call out so much crap do you know the most powerful thing my therapist taught me this if someone says something to you and it doesn't feel right like and you're like oh that felt a bit backhanded or oh i don't know that they're being that nice just go hey why did you say that because it didn't feel good (laughs) and i did that to someone and they tried to gaslight me and blame it all on me and i never saw them again i just walked away I just think, like, um, ask people why they're being a dickhead. It's quite powerful. Like, I'm very assertive. I'm super direct. I'm assertive. Like, I call out a lot. Like, I would ruffle feathers. Like, I don't want to pretend, oh, I'm all, like, mung beans and carrots and yoga and meditation. I'm not. Like, I'm a business person. And so I am, my rule is, like, be real, be kind, but work hard. And working hard in business means having hard conversations. So I just think don't be afraid to like sit in the power of who you are. Mm, Such good advice. Now, talking about uh, relationships and things, when we did this interview ages ago in Melbourne and the Fox FM studios downstairs, you gave me this. And I actually honestly have been wearing it. I think I wasn't wearing it recently, but I literally have worn this since then basically every time, every day. It's been living on my wrist. And the other day I noticed it had come off and then I found it on my floor 
But yeah, the the bracelet you gave me that said love, because uh, you know it's it's hard out there, it's hard stuff out there, you know, in the dating world. And so I was always having a rough time with it. But life, it's it's hard for everyone at times. And so yeah, I've always been wearing it, so I'm wearing it again. So yeah, it looks thank gorgeous you. on you. So I'm happy cute. you love it too. You have ripper style. You have such oh. good style you do too no yeah it's cool uh yeah I I love that yeah you sort of empowered a lot of people I guess with going through rough times with love and and you know going out there anyway and I love that you've you've got your boss oh you know <laughs> do you know I get out of quarantine on the 10th and it's our three-year anniversary on the 11th the day after well it's funny so if but- you're listening to this boss plan something nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, desi- I will. I've got a plan. Little design or something for LB, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know my weakness. You know my weakness. Love Far it. out. Do you know my? I went down Rodeo and I got on my birthday. Boss got me sunnies and my mum gave me money towards a tote and my dad got me a wallet because like I just they're like this is your thing. This is what you love. I used to be a fashion stylist when I was in Saint Laurent, East Saint Laurent. I saw this incredible, only twelve in the world mint um shielding beautiful handbag and I looked at it and I was like oh no it's too expensive I can get these three things for that one price and I couldn't believe so I just I put it put it down went and got the very functional things the smart buys that are going to last me forever and I couldn't stop thinking about this shielding (laughs) ice mint furry thing who knows God knows how much I'm going to wear it. And the next day I texted my friend that I went in with and I was like I can't stop thinking about that bag and he's like babe let's do it and I was like oh my god so I called them up and I was like hey just wondering there was this mint shilling thing in there they're like there's 12 in the world and we've got one left in America and it's here and they're like two came to Rodeo two went to New York one went to Miami and they don't know whether like he didn't know off by heart where the others were and I was like out so much money and then I was just like I have really got to celebrate what I did like I got to America I got my green card so that was my frigging present to myself I celebrated it my best mates like don't put on Instagram you're gonna get smashed you're gonna get smashed for spending too much money on designer and I was like shit like fashion is one of my passions I used to be a stylist like I love it I live for fashion and it makes me happy and so I got the bag guys I got the bag I love that for you yeah you gotta celebrate all the wins and do all the things I know what you mean you people will sort of and then who cares what they think and I I need to really practice that because I worry about everyone else and oh if I post this thing I have I'll make them feel bad about themselves but we've got to stop like obviously it's good to be mindful but just live your life it's an app like we could share what we love totally yeah you got and I think as well I remember when I first bought a designer thing I don't know three years ago I felt really guilty around it because I work quite hard for my money and it's inconsistent so you have a lot probably similar to you like you have a lot when you've got a gig or work thing on and then you got nothing it's crickets for a couple of months and (laughs) I said to him I feel really guilty about buying this bag and he said it's really important you do because it's actually celebrating your career and he said that's the right energy for more success and more celebration he said please go and buy the bag and so then Good on you. No, you're so inspiring to me. I love that. And also, it's funny because around the first time we chatted on this podcast, you had recently started dating Bosso. Like, it was pretty fresh, I'm pretty sure. So, like, it's pretty exciting, you know? I know. Three years. Holy mackerel. I know. We're, um, nah, he's amazing. He's like my teammate and he's just all heart. 
Yeah. Um, I just feel really, we own a business together as well now. Like we're having so much fun working and hanging out together. Yeah, no, I love that. I've found my teammate as well. It's taken a while, but, you know, I don't settle and you get there and uh, it's, it's everything's worth it. All the pain, all the, oh, it's hard yakka, let me tell you, but it's, uh, it's all worth it and it means that I can help other people through the shit show that is uh, dating and love and all those things. So, yeah. I saw a bit of this on your Insta. I saw a little bit of happy heart love situation yeah very good yeah no I love that love love you got to find yeah teammate and all the good things it's hard to get there but you do eventually now I mean I know self-care is ever-changing and I've asked you before but currently what does self-care look like to you uh I mean it's so funny being in quarantine I'm like um a treadmill (laughs) uh yoga but I think actually like if I go back to like how I was in LA like for me self-care was a hike I had a favorite hike where I'd see the Hollywood sign And then I would like, there's an amazing health food place called Air One or Americans call it Air One. Um, And I'd get my favorite salad. I'd get a piece of pumpkin pie. It's like the most delicious thing ever. And a green juice. And I just like little things to just give back to yourself. But then like self-care for me is watching a movie or getting into a Netflix series. Like I love doing that and switching off and, and, you know, lighting a candle, like just little things and, I mean, that's going to change when I get to Byron. Self-care is going to be swimming in the ocean every bloody day because I've missed that for five months, haven't I? So I just think it's whatever you decide it to be and it can change. And as long as it fills your cup and it makes you feel good, then that's self-care to me. Yeah. And how do you keep doing I mean, I guess we all just do the things right. But when you're busy and your schedule's busy, like a lot of us, it's just trying to fit those things in where you can. Like before, I've got a pretty my schedule's pretty chocker, but, you know, it's even going out in the sunshine to go get a coffee. That's like just little moments, little wins, right? Oh, I I love a coffee in the sunshine. Even right before this, I had a coffee and I FaceTimed boss, Matt, and I was like, can we just sit and have a coffee date together over FaceTime? And he started talking to me about work stuff and he's like, oh, and I was like, no, no, no. And he's like, I'm going to move myself to the couch. (laughs) And then he sat with me on the couch. We could have a little coffee date. I think coffee... It's an amazing ritual and I, as everyone knows, I love it. But I just think like make your coffee moment a little mindful yeah. moment. Have you guys done, I'm sure like long distance and everything you've been doing, have you watched movies or shows together? Because I'm not quite far apart from my boyfriend as that currently, but we watched, a mo- I've never done it before. We watched a movie at the same time and we're watching shows together. It's so cute. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We've never watched it the exact same time, but we've both, because Matt's like a late night person and I'm an early morning person. But, like, when we were first getting together, I was like, you've got to watch Sons of Anarchy because that's my, one of my favourite series. And we both were watching it. And he'd be like, oh, my God, episode eight. Oh, my God. And I'd be like, I know, right? Can you believe it? And so it was very fun to be on that um, journey together. But usually I kind of, it, the last few months, I'm like, can you save that for when I'm home, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny when you're, yeah, when you're in a relationship and then there's shows that, oh, what do you mean you watch another episode? It's sort of funny how we do that, hey? <laughs> yeah. yeah, couples yeah. do it, yeah. Yeah, and then if, if you have a bit more time than the other person, you're like, well, I really want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would cheat for sure. I'm, too, I'm way too cheeky. I'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm only going to watch one ant. Three episodes later, I would. But then we totally. get away with it, don't we? Yeah, also, you've talked to us <laughs> You've talked to us a lot about your dreams and what you're chasing, but you know what I what are you chasing? Because I think it's so inspiring for us to hear about what you're doing, because that then inspires us to live our dreams. So 
Obviously, you're in America. You've activated your green card. You're now a permanent resident there. You're chasing the acting and the TV presenting, and I'm so proud of you doing that. So, what is your? What do you want to chase? Like, what else do you want to do? And what's the dream? I guess. I love it. I mean, the dream is to face my real fear and act. Like that's scary for me, but I love it. It fills me up more than anything. So, I need to act. TV presenting and TV hosting is in my bones. It's in my blood. I think I'll do that till the day I die. Like I just believe that's what I'll always be doing. But acting freaks me out, which which I love. I love that feeling so much. I love like I got put right before I came here, I got pushed in the deep end and I had to do a real romance scene. And I was like, Huck. and my scene partner was 14 years younger. And I was like, no, this is so mortifying. And I just had to get out of my own head and get out of my own way and like honor the writing, honor the scene partner. And it ended up being such a beautiful experience and gift. And I grew as an actor. So acting is something I need to step into. And I've always been so scared to be like, hey, I'm I'm an actor. I, like I've always been like, oh, you know, I'm an author, podcaster and TV host. So I would have always said, whereas I need to start I don't even think it's on my Insta bio and it's definitely not in my podcast intro. So I need to step into that space. I want to see this book fly. I'm literally in hotel quarantine. I've spent the earth on a flight to get back to Australia. An economy ticket is over $12,000. Like just to put it into perspective, dude. And if it got cancelled, my agent was like, you won't be on a flight until March. So like the fact that I'm here for this book is like a miracle. Uh, And then in Australia, you're paying for hotel quarantine. It's government mandated, but you pay. Uh, So it's costing me a lot of money to be back. So I really want this book to fly. And then, yeah, I want to do any TV hosting stuff that comes up. I'm like, just chuck it to me. I really want to do it because I love it. It like time stops me. I just love the energy of it. I love being on a set. Probably those three things, acting, TV, presenting the book. That'd be my goals. Go you good thing, you little ripper. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, what would be your advice for those listening who are being inspired with you? I mean, you've given us so much advice along the way, but what would you say to those listening who, you know, need a bit of inspo to really chase their dreams and I guess let go of those fears, which you talk about a lot in your work, and not worrying what everyone thinks, especially in Australia and New Zealand where we do have tall poppies so bad. What would you say to them? I think find that thing that scares you. Like I think doing what you really, really love, there'll be an element of like, oh shit, am I doing this? Am I really doing like you've got to take that leap of faith, take a big breath in, jump. Like you just got to jump. And so I, but I think there's, make sure there's that element of being a little bit petrified, being a little bit scared. I think it's a really, really good thing. And it's such a great space to be creating and coming from. And I think like, it doesn't matter what anybody else's opinion of you are. I had a meeting right before I moved to US. I had two really confronting ones. And one of them was like, um, hey, Lola, have you thought about not acting? You're a bit too masculine. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I called my one of my best friends that's also an incredible publicist. And I was like, oh, my God, this just happened. And she goes, you're not going to thank them when you win an Oscar. <laughs> so, what a great friend, you know. So I think um, we all still get setbacks. Another person was like, I was meeting them to see if I would work with them. And I said, oh, you should know my dream is to be like an amazing talk show host like Steve Colbert or Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon. She spat her vino out and started laughing at me. And I was like, oh, wow. 
you don't believe in me, we're going to have a real issue working together. And I stopped working with her. And so I just think like um, you got to just stay at it no matter what the hurdles are. You're going to get hurdles. You're going to fail. You're going to fall flat on your face. That is part of it. And that is okay. That actually means you're probably on the right track. So keep chasing the thing that scares you. Oh, Lola, I love that so much. It's so inspiring. We all need that goodness. LB, you're amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. I can't wait to see your book fly. I can't wait to read it. And yeah, I really appreciate your time and having a chat. And I hope quarantine goes well for you. And I'm excited for everything that's to come. And hopefully soon when this, I don't know when I'll be able to come back to Melbourne. It's been ages. I haven't seen my family and I've even had opportunities to move there. And I'm like, I don't know what to do, you know, because of this, but hopefully we can see each other sometime soon. Absolutely, mate. You let me know when you're over in Australia and come to Byron Bay. Yeah. That I, is my advice. Do yeah. that with the boy. Yeah, we should. I've been there once before. I loved it. So, yeah, definitely I'll let you know when we can get across the to Straya, mate. <laughs> I would love that. And it's a total honour to be on your podcast. And to all your listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us have a little chin wag. It's really, it's really, really lovely. And, Val, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Club podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We're an independent podcast and you can support us by subscribing on your go-to podcast app. Click follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star glowing review. Show us where you're listening. Maybe you're out for a pretty walk. Uh, Or screenshot and post on your Instagram story and tag us in it at Self Love Club podcast so we can see and share. Share with your friends, sisters, workmates, everyone down into our backlog and enjoy listening. You can find us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast. I'm Abelle Crawford and we'll catch you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.